Hello and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. I'm your host, Laurence. And today we have a big episode that I'm super excited to share because this came from an Instagram post and then it just became bigger and bigger and bigger. I just kept adding to it with insights from my clients and calls that I have with them and questions and things coming up with me. And so this turned into a bigger episode than what was planned, but I think that there are a lot of things that are really important here and they all intertwine and they all connect because this is really about a holistic approach again, like what is affecting you mentally, emotionally, will affect you physically. So we're going to be talking about good girl syndrome, people pleasing, emotional eating, and more. So if you feel like you're doing everything right, but you're still struggling with hormonal issues, if you struggle to set boundaries with others, if you have a fear of disappointing others, of striving for perfection, if you feel like you are stuck in this box of rules and shoulds, and you kind of lead your life from there, and you have trouble speaking up or you know, using your voice, you live according to what others think you should do versus really tapping into your intuition and leading from your heart, then this episode is for you. So I wanted to start with a question that, um, and we're going to go many places today, um, but with a question that I got from a client and that was something around the lines of how can I stand up for myself without being a bitch? How can I set boundaries for myself and still be compassionate? And this is a really great question. And I think that we all, we all deal with this on some level. Like it is, it can be a struggle for women because we are taught to be the good girl and don't be the bitch. And a lot of the time when we stand up for ourselves, when we pursue what we want, when we stand out, you know, use our voice, then we can be labeled as the bitch. just taking a sip of my frothy matcha latte. I got a frother machine and I am obsessed. So moving on. So the first thing I wanna look at is where did you learn it was either or? Where did you learn that you either stand up for yourself and you're a bitch or you're a doormat basically? It's like this black or white thinking, like I'm either nice or I stand up for myself. I'm either compassionate or I set boundaries. So this comes from the conditioning around, again, growing up a lot of the time, being the good girl. We're told we are good when we do something, but if we don't do something, then we're not good enough. If we're not good enough, we won't be loved. Usually this stems from feeling like we won't be loved by a parental figure, but this again is these false belief systems that we create in our minds. And a lot of the time this, you know, conditioning and programming in society around, you know, just being the good girl. Again, we're conditioned to believe that we won't be loved or accepted if we don't conform to what others expect of us. And so this is where people pleasing come in, comes in, which I'm going to talk about. So each of us has a different variation, but for the most part, we get rewarded when we abandon ourselves, when we put everyone else first and we basically um, search for validation and approval externally while we self-abandon ourselves. So we abandon ourselves, our desires, our wants, our needs, and we look at what does society want from me? What does everyone else want from me? 
And so this is where we can actually hold a lot of resentment. And this can come up when, you know, essentially we want to say no, but we say yes, or we want to say yes, and we say no. And over time, this can accumulate, like there can be a lot of resentment and anger because we are not respecting our truth. We're not speaking up for ourselves. And this is really, what's the word? Destructive. So this is where setting boundaries is so, so important. And it's really the greatest gift for you and the other person. I think a lot of the time we think about boundaries, we have this idea that, oh, we're setting a boundary. So it's like really hurtful for the other person and it's going to make them hurt or resentful or angry or sad or whatever. And so we avoid that because we want everyone else to be happy. But people pleasing really only pleases those who takes advantage of your lack of boundaries. And the people who actually love and respect you will respect you more for it, even if initially it might be surprising, it might sting a bit, but essentially the people who actually love and respect you will really respect that you're doing that and you're setting an example. And this is um, a quote that I heard from Kyle Cease yesterday where he was like, sometimes love says no. And this is so key because I think a lot of the time we have this idea that yes, if I just say yes, I'm a people pleaser, that means that I'm nice and I'm loving and everyone will love me, but that's totally not true. Sometimes love says no, and there are boundaries that need to be set. And this is for yourself, but then also the other person. And so boundaries are really what makes it possible for us to have closeness with others while we still maintain a personal identity and while we create that safety for ourselves. So when we give up our personal boundaries, this means that we're abandoning ourselves. And what we're doing when we're setting boundaries is that we're training people how to treat us by being the example and communicating what you're available for and what you're not available for. And this is what each person really needs. This is where we can start to really meet our own needs and where we can start to not walk around with so much resentment because we think we should be doing this, but we don't want to. Could you imagine if everybody set these healthy boundaries for themselves and others, how much happier and healthier we would be? And there would be obviously, um, you know, less conflict in relationships and that kind of thing. And so this is where people pleasing and boundaries go hand in hand because um, when we are people pleasing, we are lacking boundaries. And so people pleasing, again, there's this notion that it's all about loving everyone else, but it's actually less about caring so much for others and more about actually not caring enough for yourself because we talked about boundaries being beneficial for everyone. And when we don't set them, we are abandoning ourselves and this will actually create more issues, more resentment, all that kind of thing. So people pleasing is actually more about not caring enough for yourself. Sit with that for a second. When I first heard this, I was like, damn, that hits. Because we have this notion that people pleasing is really about caring for everyone else, but really it's about not caring enough for yourself. Not only do you not care for yourself, but you also demonstrate that to others. So you're perpetuating the people pleasing. You're enabling others to take advantage of you and that that's okay. You're sending the message that they too don't deserve to put themselves first, um, care for themselves, you know, uh, communicate their needs, all that kind of thing. So this isn't just about you. And especially 
um, in terms of like kids, if we're not setting boundaries, what kind of message are we giving them? But this is really for everyone, right? We are a mirror and we are not only standing up for ourselves, but then we're also showing like, oh yes, you actually need to be setting boundaries too. We all need to be setting boundaries. So the next question that I got that I want to kind of transition into is releasing judgment. When you're like judging yourself and others, feeling really critical of others, I want to know how to release my people-pleasing tendency without being mean to others. And so this is, again, tapping into the people-pleasing and how can I set boundaries and still be nice and all that kind of thing. So the first part was around releasing judgment for myself and others, feeling really critical of other people. And this is what I had to say was maybe you actually don't need to release the judgment. Maybe right now the best thing for you is to lean in. What's underneath the judgment? Because I'm betting that there is a lot of electrical energy underneath that, like a lot of emotion that is being suppressed. What's the emotion in your body? What does your inner child need to say here? Sounds like there is something that needs to come out. So really what is under the judgment? And so for my client, there was anger and frustration that was underneath that. And there was a lot of a lot of things that need to be expressed that could not have been expressed as a child. And so underneath this was what I want doesn't matter. I don't have a voice. I'm responsible for other people's happiness, fitting herself into a box to please others. All of these things were bubbling inside and no wonder there was judgment because there was this resentment, this anger and frustration that was inside and that was not communicated and that was just pushed down. And so oftentimes I experience this too, where it's like, you're judging yourself for judging others or judging yourself. You feel like you should be compassionate. You should forgive, you should whatever. But oftentimes it's actually the opposite that you need. This isn't about not forgiving or not being compassionate, but if you're judging yourself for not wanting to forgive, forgive someone yet or not being compassionate or you're judging yourself for judging, that's still judgment. It's shooting. It's judging yourself for feeling what you feel. You're basically saying that it's not okay for me to feel this way. It's denying your own experience. So this is where a lot of the time we want to look at, well, what is really there? What is underneath that? Maybe your inner child is actually hurt. Maybe it's angry. Maybe it actually needs to express that. Maybe this is what will bring the most growth because it really depends where you are in life. Like for some people, a stretch or growth is actually doing nothing or it's being more disciplined or it's um, letting loose or it's expressing an emotion or it's pausing or it's being more silent or it's being more communicative or it's being, you know, talking more. Other people, it's like talking less. So it's really a, an, a subjective experience and everyone it will be a little bit different for everybody. So it's not like, oh, you're experiencing judgment. You gotta shut that down. That means that you're bad. No, we wanna look at what's behind that. Maybe there is a lot of stuff that's not expressed. So if you force yourself to be compassionate or forgive or whatever it is, but the energy behind it is resentful, that it's not true forgiveness anyway. It's coming from this shooting and that's ego. It's not coming from a heart opened, I forgive you and love, right? And that feels very different. It's like, we're talking about surrender, but we have conditions around it. Like I'll surrender as soon as I get, as long as I get whatever I want. 
or I'll surrender, but not if I have to do this or if it's uncomfortable, right? So it's like, you're still putting conditions behind um, what you're doing. And so you're putting conditions behind forgiveness. And this is where the energy is so important. If you're saying that you need to forgive someone or you need to be compassionate, but the energy is the complete opposite, that we want to look at what's going on with you because we need to start with what's going on inside of you. So when you release the emotion, then you can show up from a place of truth. You can show up from a clean place, not from a reaction or a hurt inner child, right? Because otherwise you're bringing your shit into the equation. And we want to come from a place of that's, you know, love, purity, truth. And sometimes that means cleaning up our side of the street. And so this is where this is the opportunity to mother yourself. And that includes setting boundaries to honor yourself. You can still be compassionate. You can still be kind but how are you communicating your needs? So coming back to this question around, how can I set boundaries without being a bitch? How can I stand up for myself? All that kind of thing. It's really not about like, oh, you're standing up for yourself. That means you're a bitch. No, it's about how are you communicating that? Making sure they're coming from a place of love. Like I'm setting this boundary because I need this and I feel best when I do this, etc. And it's not about attacking the other person. So this is where it can be really helpful to use the word I instead of you, like I need you to do this and you do this and you don't do this, right? It's like, I feel best when I have this and blah, blah, blah. So it's really using your perspective to show the other person that um, they're not attacking them, right? So it's really about communicating your needs in a way that is still kind, but that is still setting a boundary and being firm. When we suppress our needs, when we judge ourselves for what we're experiencing, so for instance, with the judging others, judging ourselves, when you try to make everyone else comfortable while abandoning ourselves, so that's people pleasing, when you make everyone else happy to our detriment, this is also known as good girl syndrome, which is actually a thing, <laughs> but this can show up as many ways, like fear of disappointing others, like we talked about, striving for perfection, this obedience to rules, the shooting, the fitting yourself onto a box, um, the reluctance to speak up and going back to the obedience to rules, this can happen a lot with like even career, like, oh, well, I thought that I had to do this to please my parents or I get approval, or this is, you know, what society says is successful, or my parents want me to do this. And that can really hold again, a lot of resentment, reluctance to speak up. So not communicating your needs, your boundaries, living according to what others think you should do and the inability to say no. So when we are in this place of good girl syndrome, we're essentially people pleasing, we're giving our power away, we're wondering why we feel drained, depleted and unfulfilled. We're expending so much energy out there and we're not looking at ourselves. And this is where, for instance, my client, it can be like, well, you're looking at everything outside and trying to please other people. And now you're judging yourself for judgment, but your inner child is like, I need you to see me. Like she is waving her hand and she needs you to be there for her. What happens that is that we learn that our worth comes from doing. So conforming to what others need you to be. So you're taught to look externally for validation, to suppress your emotions that can build up as we talked about, to shame your desires. So if you even like things or desire certain things, but you're actually afraid of voicing that and you think other people will shame you. So you're suppressing that to be someone you're not in order to fit into the box created from you. 
created for you, you're living from the shoulds. But as a result, you become completely disconnected from what you want, your needs, your desires, and you give your power away to please others. And FYI, if you feel like this is you, there is nothing wrong with you. If you feel like you don't know how to stand up for yourself or you lack self-love for yourself, it's not that you don't know how to love yourself or any of these things or tune into your needs. You are love. You came here loving and adoring yourself. You came here highly intuitive and all of that, but you learn to abandon yourself. There is a difference. This is what we learn. We adopt these belief systems that are not empowering. We learn that we, in order to be validated or loved, we abandon our own needs, that kind of thing. So there's a big difference and you can relearn. It's this relearning process and we all go through this on some level. So when you're living from the shoulds, you're abandoning yourself, you're disconnected from your body, your desires, this can also show up physically. It's not just mentally and emotionally. This can result in things like disordered eating, anxiety, depression, feeling completely disconnected from the self. Like you don't even know what you want. You don't even know how to tune into your needs, not to mention physical symptoms like fertility, hormonal issues, sexual health, that kind of thing. And this corresponds to the sacral energy center. Um, so this is like an energy center and in Ayurvedic traditional um, Eastern medicine. And so very common signs of the sacral chakra and balance are issues around food, like emotional eating, overeating and binge eating. And so this is a very common thing that I see with women, especially who have PCOS. And this was something that happened for me. And this is very interesting because it is very much connected to the sacral energy center. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit more. Um, but this is something that also came up with a client where there was this question around, why do I binge after socializing? And this also was something that I definitely related to. I knew what she was talking about. I remember going out and having a fabulous time and then coming home and binging. It was like socializing triggered something in me. And essentially there was this belief, a deep rooted belief that I don't fit in. And I felt like I didn't fit in. Like a part of me had to wear a mask and that was never ever good enough because I was living by the belief that I did not fit in wherever I went. And for my client, it was seeming like it didn't feel safe out there. It didn't feel safe being with others. She felt more safety being alone. It didn't feel safe with others because her nervous system did not feel safe with those around her as a child. And so the thing is that child is still in there inside of the body. And so this is why we may push people away even when we desperately want connection. This is why we hide ourselves when we want to meet others or we want to connect more. This is why we binge eat, or we overeat, or we sabotage when we want a healthy body, we want a fit body, like we, there is this conflict internally, it doesn't feel safe. And we have these beliefs that are contradicting what we actually want. Part of us actually doesn't feel safe having what we want, otherwise we would have it. And so this is where when it comes to binge eating, emotional eating, you can try all the diets and the strategies, but it won't work until you see you. And this is why restricting more and more rules and trying all of these things. I hear it from so many people I've experienced it myself. It doesn't work. Like I've tried all of these things. I've tried cutting gluten, cutting sugar, cutting dairy. I've tried macro counting, tried calorie counting, whatever it is. And it's still not working. Of course, it's not because you can't fix an emotional problem with strategy, with diets, with workouts, with rules. It doesn't work. And no wonder it hasn't worked because 
it's about you. We need to see you. And so this, obviously it's going to be a little bit different for each person, but essentially there's an inner child in there who's not getting her needs met, who doesn't feel safe, who is not being heard and seen and loved. And so this is where we need to look at our physical needs being met, our mental, emotional, spiritual needs, because there is definitely um, all of those factors that do uh, affect emotional eating, binge eating, that kind of thing. And, you know, most physical symptoms, there's always going to be those different components. Um, but the big missing piece that I see so many people um, overlook or not understand is the emotional part of that. And so a lot of these behaviors that we do in terms of, um, you know, emotional eating, binge eating, this kind of thing, self-sabotaging, we see these behaviors because we don't have natural pleasure in our bodies. And so this is where a lot of the time it can be like these addictions and coping mechanisms, whether it's food, alcohol, whatever it is, we're looking for it outside of ourselves. And so this was me too. And so no wonder I was dealing with binge eating. I had zero connection to myself and my body and I was people pleasing. I was like really not connected to what was going on. Um, and all of that kind of thing. And this is why we include an entire module inside the intuitive woman around mind, body, soul nourishment. There's a relearning process around tuning into your needs and desires and, you know, reprogramming all of this conditioning that like we talked about with the good girl and everything. Um, caring for your holistic body. So mind, body, soul, the emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental wellness releasing the conditioning and shame in the way of actually accessing your pleasure, your authenticity, your magnetism, your flow, your truth. And so this is something that I work on with my clients inside this program. It's really about seeing you and really balancing all of these holistic bodies and understanding that there is some stuff that has been learned and has been conditioned and that is not serving you anymore. And you're allowed to release that to actually step into your true power. And what I see a lot of the time is shame that comes up and it's common feeling women struggle with causing them to hide, deny or suppress parts of themselves. And shame is the lowest frequency of all emotions. And this is why there's such a big focus on nervous system regulation and releasing these emotions and processing them so we can let them go because emotions must find an outlet in the body. And when we suppress these emotions like shame, this can contribute to and manifest physically as things like eating disorders, emotional eating, yeast infections, even depression, anxiety, addiction, and more. It can literally contribute to dis-ease in the body because it's energy, it's in there, right? So when we deny ourselves what we want, when we hide who we truly are, when we suppress our shame, what we are experiencing, it shows up in the body. The body is trying to get your attention to show you what you need to pay attention to, which is yourself. And this is what I saw with my client, where there was this, this anger and this frustration and this resentment underneath this judgment, right? And so this is really my invitation to you. It's time to strip away the beliefs from society and rid the guilt and shame surrounding your body, what you want and who you truly are. Because those desires, those wants, those are your compass, really. And so we each have our own unique blueprint, our own desires, our own purpose, and it's really important that we honor that because when we are true to ourselves and we're really, you know, operating from who we actually are and not who we think we should be and what we think we should do, that's where 
the magic is unleashed and where life is less of this uphill battle and it's more flowy and we feel more fulfilled and we, our health is more vital because we are living according to who we actually are instead of fighting against against that and trying to be who we are actually not. And so this is the work that we do inside the Intuitive Woman. There is um, a link in the show notes if you'd like to explore that a little bit more and see what this is all about. Um, but really this is, this is the work that we do. It's really about the mind, body, soul connection, um, so much more than physical health, but it's really all encompassing the emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental wellness. So if this is something that interests you, if you're resonating with this podcast and what we talked about, and you're looking for more support, I would love to support you. I have one spot left for September, um, before the investment increases next month. This is something that interests you. If you're resonating with it, if you'd like to explore more, if you are really committed to transforming and evolving and growing into your healthiest, happiest, most authentic self, I would love to chat with you. You can apply in the link in the show notes as well. And I will be in touch to chat a little bit more and see if this is a good fit and we can go from there. So I will leave you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to hear from you. Don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram and I will talk to you next time.